Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Jenna Garcia for your Thursday night update. Coming up, we've got some injury news. Dylan Brooks was backing up his smack talk, and we light the beam again. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast without ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Right up front, we got to jump to the big news. Kevin Durant injured his ankle in warmups ahead of his debut in Phoenix, which is just incredibly sad. Uh, good news comes back from the MRI. Nothing broken, nothing damaged. He's going to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks. Hoping that he's going to be 100% healthy come playoff time, Jenna, but he's going to miss the next two or three weeks, which, you know, we don't get to see it. That's one of my big problems with this. Uh, Obviously, he just got to Phoenix. These guys really played lights out in the couple of games they had together, uh, but they're not going to have all this time to kind of develop some chemistry. Yeah, no, Kevin Durant might be one of the easiest all-stars to plug and play with any lineup just because of how good he is, but the... Ability to build cohesiveness as a team is definitely something that I'm worried about for the Suns. The Kings are now favored to win the Pacific Division at minus 125 after that injury. So definitely looking like it's going to be a tough road ahead. Um, If he does come back on the 30th or about at the end of this month, you know, he's just coming back in time to see the Denver Nuggets. (laughs) Yeah. And luckily, you know, KD is a guy who tends to come back in pretty good shape. Uh, The Mavericks got some good injury news. The MRI on Luka Doncic's thigh came back clean. There's no injury. Seems to be just aggravated muscle tissue or something of that nature. So he's probably going to be a little sore for a couple weeks. He's already been sore for a few weeks. Jenny's been hampered a little bit, looked kind of slow the other day. Maybe he's going to get a few games off, come back well-rested. But another guy who, you know, dinged up as we look ahead to the playoffs, but hopefully can be healthy. Yeah, the key with Luka being out is that the Mavs are in eighth place. They're fighting to stay out of that play-in tournament, and the Lakers and the Pelicans are just a game and a half behind them. Definitely every game matters in this moment, and I know at least from Denver's perspective, you know, they don't want to see the Lakers get into that play-in tournament. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And our final bit of injury news, and this one is actually a bummer, Steven Adams is going to miss the remainder of the regular season. He's received a stem cell injection in his injured knee. And look, he's already missed about 20 games. He must have suffered a setback or he's not been healing at the rate that they expected for him to have to go get a procedure done on that knee. Jenna, just not great news. And I worry that it's going to keep him out beyond just, you know, the the last four weeks of the regular season. I'm worried now that we might be cutting into the playoffs for him. 
Yeah, Memphis is really hitting a tough spot in the road for them. They have so many things going on, not to mention Brandon Clark's injury as well. He was a big part of their best lineup. But over their last um, 15 games over f- since the beginning of February, you know, they haven't dropped in their defensive rating. So that's a good sign for the team as a whole. And, you know, they didn't look like they missed out on Steven Adams' offensive rebounds tonight. <laughs> that's right. The Memphis Grizzlies hosted the Golden State Warriors. Hot on the heels of Draymond Green, the podcaster, coming out and speaking on Dylan Brooks and his opinion of Draymond Green, who he apparently does not like. Uh, You know, we've all seen it all over social media. It was all over the pregame show. And for all of the smack that Draymond Green talked, the Warriors just did not back it up at all. The effort was just minimal, I thought, on the Warriors' part. And to their credit, the Memphis Grizzlies just showed a ton of grit. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, the defensive effort is what stood out most to me from Golden State. It was just lacking. Uh, Memphis was able to get anything they wanted in the paint and they were hitting shots. I don't think that the Warriors are able to count on some of the guys they're kind of leaning on to hit some big shots. Tonight, they were counting on their second unit. You know, Jermichael Green isn't going to He's not a three-point shooter like Steph and Clay. Jordan Poole couldn't get anything in this game after those first few minutes in the first quarter. So it was a tough game for, for Warriors fans. Yeah, and should note the Warriors started out small. They they brought Kevon Looney off the bench. They started Draymond Green at the five, had Jordan Poole and, and a bunch of guards, you know, and, and it did not work out well for them. They were down 23 to 12 in the first five minutes. The Grizzlies outscored the Warriors in the first quarter, forty-eight to twenty-eight. Now the Grizzlies, uh, the Warriors, rather, sh- they started out the second quarter really, really well. They wind up winning the second quarter, but only by two points. They had cut into that lead heading into halftime, and all of a sudden the Grizzlies turned it on. They go on an eighteen to four run, and it was like, you know, we've seen this before with, with the Warriors. The Warriors can withstand a punch. You can come out and you can drop 48 in the first quarter. That's fine because they know they've got something in the tank. But usually when they get that flurry going, other teams don't respond. But the Grizzlies, I think they're just a little bit tougher and they were a little bit more fired up for this game. Yeah, the Grizzlies defense is really good. Their guards were stuck to Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole. Re- like really stuck in their jacket pockets, stuck on those screens. They weren't giving them anything. They were going to make them work for every single basket. I did not like the looks that the Warriors were generating. I didn't think they were getting a lot of clean looks. You see, of course, Steph is going to hit some tough shots, and he really kept them in this game on several in several moments. But, man, they took a punch in the fourth quarter, losing 17-32 to 32 in that fourth quarter alone. So Memphis was not losing this game. Yeah, and look, after the game, Dylan Brooks, he he did the thing that he does. He kept running his mouth. But, you know, this is this is the thing, Jenna. When you win the game, you're allowed to smack talk. You know, and after the game, Draymond, he, he in my opinion, he did a disservice to himself and his teammates because he said, why would we be up for a game in March? Well, Jenna, are they fighting to stay out of the play-in right now or what? <laughs> They are. They're in sixth place right now. Um, Tonight, going into this game, they were tied with the Clippers in fifth. So, you know, they needed to win this game to continue fighting with the Clippers for that position. Obviously, a game in March does matter when you're fighting to stay in out of the play in tournament and in the playoffs. So out of touch from Draymond. Now, in a game that actually was entertaining and mostly competitive, 
The Sacramento Kings just continue to impress. They needed this win tonight because the Grizzlies won. They needed to maintain that second seed in the West, and they pulled it off 122 to 117. Thanks to a ridiculous fourth quarter from De'Aaron Fox. He had 15 points, including going on his own personal 7-0 run when the Knicks tied the game up, which, by the way, the play that the Knicks tied up the game, they had four offensive rebounds, and it wound up wound up leading to an R.J. Barrett three, but that was the story of the game for them. They could not make shots all night long. If you look at the, if you look at the box score, it's a nightmare for them. They shot 26% from three. They shot 64.5% from the free throw line, 41.6% from the field. It's a good thing they had 23 offensive rebounds because, I mean, frankly, they missed 60 shots. Yeah. No, and Sacramento got 21 points off of their turnovers tonight as well. I think that was a big for Sacramento. Um, Definitely made the difference in this game because the Knicks were really out-rebounding them all game. First half, they had out-rebound them as well, and I thought to myself, if the Knicks start hitting some buckets, they're right back into this game, and there they were at the end in the fourth quarter. So it was Sacramento who ended up finishing it, though. Yeah, and the Knicks have been playing pretty good basketball. At least they've been winning games. But part of uh, you know the concern that I've got with the way that they're winning is it re- has been over-reliant on shot-making, hitting tough shots, and offensive rebounding. But you can see the offensive rebounding is there. I mean, just from the bench, Josh Hart had eight offensive rebounds. Isaiah Hartenstein had four. You had six from Mitchell Robinson. So they they clearly, as a team, have dedicated themselves to the offensive rebounding. But the problem is when Josh Hart's out there, he won't shoot threes. So he's clogging up your spacing. They're just not going to get good looks with some of the lineups that they tend to put out there. And so if they're guys that shoot, aren't making shots, this is what you can run into, where they wind up losing a well-fought game. I mean, they never gave up uh, the rope on either end. It's just the shots were not going down. And, you you know, you need to see a little bit more offensive uh, organization out of the Knicks. Absolutely. But this was a great example of how they cover the spread on the road. They kept that game close. They only end up losing by five. Um, they're a good team when it comes to covering the spread, but I don't think they care about that much when they're looking to get wins. Yeah. And for the Kings, uh, you know, again, they just, they grind out another one of these, you know, clutch wins last five minutes. This team just really turns it on. And Darren Fox has just what he's done this season in fourth quarters is pretty Mm -hmm. unparalleled in, in the league. Uh, he has tied Giannis Antetokounmpo for the most double digit scored fourth quarters in the league at 23. And, you know, with De'Aaron Fox, I mean, this is the reason why they've won so many of these clutch games is that he's able to turn it on. And I don't know, you know, there were multiple possessions tonight where he's isolating up top and no one, not even Josh Hart, no one could stay in front of him. He was just getting to the basket at will. He was putting in work in those last few minutes. He, um, I really liked the Kings' defense in that fourth quarter. thought they really stepped up. They got a few big steals, a few big stops. Obviously, Sabonis on those boards was just cleaning up. So that when it came down to it, I thought they played a better better defensive game tonight, and that's what's going to get you the win in the long run. Yeah, and Sabonis had a triple-double, 24 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Just another monster game for Demonis Sabonis. And uh, to wrap up the show this week, we've got our Bet MGM weekend parlay. Jenna, got Cavs and Heat Friday night. We're going to take the under on that one, right? 
Absolutely. This is a Cavs team that is the best defense in the NBA uh, behind the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and the Heat play an incredibly slow pace. They've been really hard to enjoy watching play basketball this season, if you ask me. But they consistently go under. Both of these teams consistently go under more than 50% of the time. It's definitely worth taking the under here just because of the pace that they play with and, and of course, the defense from the Cavs. Yeah, and then Saturday, the Celtics are going to go down to Atlanta. And frankly, uh, I just, the Hawks just aren't all that good. They aren't, and they're not not—they're not a very good team at covering the spread. So we're definitely going to take Boston to cover the spread here. Boston is 36-31 and 31 against the spread on the road, 54%. It's not too bad. Um, and I just think Boston's looking to kind of pl- – uh, up their play right now, headed into this final stretch of the regular season and build some momentum. So I like the I like the Celtics in this game. And then Sunday, got the Knicks. They're still on the road. They're going to face the Lakers. And the Lakers, you know, they, they're doing okay. They made some moves at the trade deadline. But the Knicks have been pretty good on the road all year. Yes, they are actually the number one team on the road for covering the spread. This is a game on ESPN and... I think both of these teams probably get up. The Knicks are trying to, um, you know, fight for a playoff uh, appearance this season. They're in the fifth seed. And then the Lakers definitely are going to want to fight for this win. Um, so I do think the Knicks keep it close as they have been. They're number one at against the spread on the road. Again, 37, 27, and three. That's 58% of the time covering the spread on the road. So I really like the Knicks in this game. And that's going to do it for our little weekend parlay. And that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. For Jenna Garcia, I'm Dave DeFore. This has been the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show.